You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA as a whole part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Alexa, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. With you on this Friday, final podcast of the week here as we wrap up season, uh, preseason, I should say, for the New Orleans Pelicans with a loss 134-119 to the Toronto Raptors in the lone home preseason game that they had. We'll take a look at this game. What can we glean from it? If anything, Alvin Gentry did say before the game that this was a bit of a dress rehearsal that you should see the starters in more of a regular season rotation. And we did. We saw guys play longer than we were actually expecting, which is a good thing if we're trying to gain any insight to the upcoming NBA season for this team. We'll then talk more about preseason where there are some concerns, what else we need to look forward to as we get ready for the start of the regular season next week. It's coming up quick and soon, and we've got all that you need to know in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So the Pelicans lose 134-119 in the final preseason game for New Orleans. They now finish the preseason 0-5. Disaster, right? Well, not really. We know preseason doesn't matter a ton. The first four games leading up to this one weren't really indicative of anything, and they didn't really play starters a lot. Some starters didn't play at all. If you look at last night's game and different things like that, or not last night, two nights ago, since I'm recording this after the game, um, and we got to keep the illusion alive here, against Miami, the starters didn't really play. So you can't really, you know, take a lot away from this. But now in the one home preseason game that the Pelicans had, Alvin Gentry did say that this was going to be a bit of a test run. You're going to see some regular starters, some regular minutes from the team. And they kind of delivered. The only real notable injury from New Orleans in this one was Jaleel Okafor was going to be out. So you got a starting lineup of what's probably expected to be the starting lineup for the regular season of Drew Holiday, Alfred Payton, Etuan Moore, Nikola Mirotic, and Anthony Davis. And we're going to talk about this in the next segment. But Alvin Gentry did say he wasn't married to this starting lineup, but that's kind of what it is right now. And some of these guys showed up. Anthony Davis starting with him as we recap the game. 31 minutes, 3 of 18 from the field, 2 of 3 from deep, showing off that range, 15 rebounds, and he finished with a total of 36 points. This dude was trying tonight, and he has not tried in the previous night. So that's what you want to see from him. When he needs to, he can absolutely turn it on. Again, 36 points on 18 shots is pretty damn good. Showing off the range, 2 of 3 from deep, is going to be big, particularly when he's out there alongside Julius Randle. So that's exactly what you want to see from him. Drew Holiday, bit of a quiet night, 14 points on 11 shots, 6 of 11 from the field, 0 for 3 from deep. That kind of hurt the number right there in the efficiency, but did finish with eight assists, six rebounds, and was a lockdown defender in this, forcing a number of turnovers, leading to the Pelicans getting into the fast break. They haven't been really playing in the fast break because they haven't been forcing turnovers in this uh, preseason so far, so that was nice to see from him. Nikola Mirotic, the other real notable name in this one, 15 points on six of 13 shooting, three of seven for deep, not ideal, but he still seems to be finding his shot. But he grabs rebounds, he grabs assists, he kind of just does 
all that you really want to see from him. So that was kind of a big thing. So overall, a pretty good night from him. I think you have to be fairly happy with that. Each one more did each one more things. You know, he put up 12 points on the night. Not the most efficient, effective game. Did it on eight shots. Kind of good. Not amazing. Wasn't a deep threat, but he was good enough. Alfred Payton kind of gave you the game that you think if he gives you on a nightly basis, you're going to feel really good about. 26 minutes, two of six shooting, finished with five rebounds, seven assists, and six points. He's a guy that you feel could go for five, 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 five on a nightly basis. And if he does that, he's filling up the stat sheet for the Pelicans. He's assisting them and helping them in a multitude of ways. And I think that would be a very big thing. Julius Randle got significant minutes after playing over 30 minutes last night or the night before. Four. He played 25 in this one, 20 points on 8 of 17 from uh, the field. Not the most efficient night, no, but he was 1 of 3 from deep, did grab 11 rebounds and 4 assists. This is a guy that's still trying to feel out his place in the offense. I think you can see that. They're giving him opportunities to be a playmaker and get those assists. And I think you can maybe see him put up some higher numbers than what DeMarcus Cousins put up last year. And at the end of the day, I don't know if he's going to put up better numbers on paper than he did last year, but I certainly, certainly think these are going to be more impactful. Frank Jackson just got eight minutes in this game. As you could see, the Pelicans were really trying to figure out their regular rotation. I thought they might pull guys in the fourth quarter. They really weren't. They were really going for this one, not to win, but I think to get some consistency with this team. Frank Jackson in eight minutes, eight points on the night. Two of four from deep, that's the big thing there. If he can put up some three-point shooting and space the court and be a threat, he has a bit of a high ceiling. And yeah, maybe I'm coming around on him just a little bit, but I'm not ready to be there just yet. Darius Miller, after a pretty hot start to preseason, 24 minutes, but was just one of eight Oof, from the field tonight. Two points total, 0 for 6, gross from deep. And that's just kind of how that went. And look, at least the Pelicans tried harder in this one, and I think you've got to kind of feel good about that. But there were some downsides. We've talked about these downsides, and they continue to be things. In five preseason games, that's a bit of a concern. We'll talk about them in just a moment. So it's Friday, which means we're in the final day of the Locked On NBA podcast season preview series. Yes, one day left, covering all the teams in the league from the local host with the local angle, and they are the experts on these teams. You want to hear what I say about the Pelicans? Definitely tune into the Wednesday edition. We timed that perfectly because I host every Wednesday of Locked On NBA. See what we did there? It's like we're pros. So make sure you listen to Monday through Friday, especially this week. Just catch up on what's going on around the league. Know the biggest storylines from every team, where they're expected to finish. You're going to be a smarter NBA fan. You're going to know more than all of your friends. Maybe it even helps you in fantasy basketball because we got the fantasy expert Josh Lloyd in there as well. So make sure you listen and subscribe to Locked On NBA. So in this preseason game, while we saw a lot of good and it came from Anthony Davis and scoring and just the effort really being much higher than we had seen it in the past, there was some bad. And these are consistent things that we've seen in preseason from the team so far. First off, being points in the paint allowed. So the Pelicans look good in this regard. They put up 66. That's exactly what you want to see from them. However, they allowed 70, 7-0 points in the paint to the Toronto Raptors. This has been a consistent thing all preseason long. It started with Pascal Siakam scoring 21 points on the inside. You had you had OG Anunoby 
putting up 15. Then off the bench, this is where you've got to get a little bit concerned. And maybe this is because there's no Jaleel Okafor for the New Orleans Pelicans. You'd CJ Miles putting up 14 and Eric Moreland putting up double digits as well with 14 there. And yeah, not great. Then with the second unit, you still got burned at the point guard position again. With Kay Felder putting up 15, you were kind of burned all around. And that's not even factoring in another guy who scored in double digits, and that's Malachi Richardson. And so these are the same concerns we've all seen. The Pelicans simply aren't playing their kind of game and controlling the game that they want to. They leveled the shots here. The, the Raptors took 100 shots. The Pelicans took 98. In pregame, Alvin Gentry said in the Miami Heat game, they took significantly more shots than the Pels. That had to do with turnovers and the Pelicans having something like close to 30, essentially. It was like 24, I think, the other night. We didn't even talk about it on there, and we probably should have. But they leveled that a little bit more tonight. The Pelicans had 17 total turnovers. The Raptors had 14, and the points off those turnovers were even. The, the, the Raptors scored 21 in the fast break the Pelicans 18 they'd like that to be closer to 25 to 30 points during that time but they have fewer fouls and overall just wasn't really good they out rebounded the Raptors too it was 21 to 40 they only allowed six offensive boards where the Pelicans grabbed 17 17 boards when was the last offensive boards when was the last time you heard of the Pelicans doing that and they still couldn't get it done and that's how porous the defense was again allowing 34 or 134 points in this game this is a concern because you did see them go with the regular rotation in this game and unfortunately they allowed 31 points and 36 points for a total of 67 in the first half with what was seemingly a regular rotation and guys getting regular minutes that's not going to cut it Anthony Davis tried in this one, at least offensively. Maybe we want to go back and watch this and go, okay, he didn't nearly try as hard as he should, but he might have. Like, he was getting blocks. He was flying around. Maybe there are some concerns over this defense, which did start last year very, very poorly, and I talked about it in yesterday's podcast. You don't get this figured out by opening, not opening night. You can lose to the Rockets on opening night, and that's okay. The next time you play the home games against those easy teams, that's not going to cut it and not going to get it done because you can't drop those games. You want the rumors about Anthony Davis to be much, much louder? Well, certainly you get off to a rough start and they are going to be sky high. But when the Pelicans are giving up 67 in the first half playing regular guys, they've got to look at themselves in the mirror a little bit more than normal and be like, okay, What's going on? What we can we do? How do we run these guys off the three-point line a little bit more? They only allowed 14 makes. It's not horrible. The The Raptors did shoot 43.8, but you got to funnel those guys into Anthony Davis. It's not bad, but that'll burn you against high-volume three-point shooting teams if you're not doing that properly. You think Houston's not looking at that 43.8% that the Pelicans gave up tonight from deep and just licking their chops? What about the Warriors or any other team that shoots a lot of threes? It's going to be kind of rough because when you look at the box score on this game, Pelicans did everything they should and what would lead you to be thinking that they would win. And they didn't. And that's because of the defense. They still put up a lot of points. You know, 119 is very, very good despite the pace that this game was played at. And it was played fast. But they need to figure out how to slow teams down and not allow teams to shoot 53% from the field like the Raptors did tonight. So again, big week for the Saints here in New Orleans. You might have heard of this guy, Drew Brees, setting the all-time career passing yardage mark. I'm a Colts fan, and he beat out Peyton Manning on this. 
which normally would bug me because Peyton Manning is my favorite player of all time. And I'm even really excited about this. Still, it's Friday. And I've been tuning into Locked On Saints daily right now to just get my fix of this, get the fill of this record that's now held here in New Orleans. It's awesome. Let's be honest. It's as simple as that. Make sure you listen daily, weekly, whatever you want to Locked On Saints. Get everything you need to know about your favorite NFL team. So subscribe and listen today to Locked On Saints. So the starting lineup for the Pelicans, and there was a telling quote from Alvin Gentry pregame as he gave his media availability where he said, yeah, we're going to start, you know, Drew Holiday, Alfred Payton, Etwan Moore in that three role, Miritich and Davis. And he said, that's the starters right now. And then he said, we're not married to it and things maybe will change in the future. A lot of people are speculating that to mean that maybe they want to take Etwan Moore out of that starting role and sub in Solomon Hill. I don't quite know if that's the right way to look at it. Certainly, I think the lineup we saw last night with those five guys is the starting lineup going forward. And Gentry said the usual coach speak things of, hey, it's not who starts the game, it's who finishes, and everyone's going to get their minutes, so they should all be happy. That's fine. That's not what we're looking at here, though. We're looking at first units matching up with first units. Mirajic makes sense to space the court properly for Anthony Davis. Let him get out there and kind of run and lead this team. And then as I've said on the podcast, I think you can start Randall in spot starts. I don't think you make him your regular starter, though he's going to play starters minutes. But I think maybe against a team like the Jazz, when you want someone to bully, maybe a guy like Gobert inside, maybe the Wizards too, where they got Dwight Howard and all the stupid things that go on with him. And my God, they are numerous. He just pulled like a butt muscle, which is just the most fucking Dwight Howard. He just annoys me as a player. And I have no reason for it other than just the shit is annoying. You can hear it. I'm swearing a ton talking about him. And we're going to stop because I don't want to do that. So I think you spot start Randall as we get back on track here. And then you can kind of rotate the rest of the guys in as you need. Randall's the first guy off the bench for you. You know, each one more said in media day, he was putting on a lot more weight to try and be able to keep three uh, defend threes a little bit better. But he's six foot four. He's a little bit undersized to that position. The wingspan's okay. But when you go against a guy like KD, his 6'6", 6'7", wingspan isn't going to do you a whole lot of good when Kevin Durant has a 12-foot one, which a number of wings have in the NBA now as you see that position get super athletic. So maybe you would like a guy who's longer, taller, something like that, who has something like a 6'9", wingspan, a guy like Solomon Hill. So you can look at Gentry's quotes and you know say, okay, they're just waiting for Solomon Hill to show you anything and throw him into the starting lineup. I don't think that's it. I think maybe they're seriously looking at starting Randall over Miritich and having Miritich come off the bench as a sub to be a shooter. I think you could start a lineup of Drew Holiday, Alfred Payton, Etwan Moore, Julius Randall, and Anthony Davis. And then maybe you go to your three big lineup right off the bat where instead of Another three coming in for the, for each one more. You have Miritich come in. It gives you the shooting. They can all get out and run. And that's where your three big lineup kind of is a bridge lineup is the effective method to really punishing teams that go small against you or try and run. All of a sudden, you got size and rebounding out there. You have shooting. You have two bigs who can run the break alongside Drew Holiday and Alfred Payton. And certainly Payton was doing a lot of that last night. I think that's maybe the way to do it. But it shows you that this team is fluid. I don't think anything's set yet. Alvin Gentry, again, it's maybe a coach speak thing, said we've got a long ways to go. And I think this team's still trying to kind of figure out exactly who they want to be. They want to play fast, but in what combination of guys? And maybe this is a good problem to have because the Pelicans have a lot of 
versatility and versatility that you haven't seen in years past. They're not just locked into one starting lineup here. There's a number of, again, different ways they can go, a number of different styles they can play, a number of different combinations that we all think are going to be effective. At the game last night, I was asked a lot, what do I think is going to be the season from people who are out there? By the way, if you're ever at games and you see me, come say hi. I'm happy to talk basketball with everybody that's out there, and I appreciate everyone listening. And it's, But I have high hopes for this team because I do feel the six, seven, eight guys that they have as their top players have a number of different combinations that are very effective against different other lineups, and it's going to be very hard for teams to counter them because once they do, the Pelicans have a counter to that. And those teams probably don't have a counter to that, and now we're getting into kind of like a meta discussion on things here. But I think they can be very effective. So again, I do think you saw the proper starting lineup now. You know, you saw guys coming in right away, but Solomon Hill was subbed in late in this game, closer to the end of the first quarter first, or first half before he really made his first appearance. I think that's kind of telling. I don't think they're looking to put Solomon Hill in the starting lineup. He's looked bad, bad in preseason. What are you going to do about that? You can't trot him out there with four other guys that he then just limits. I think you need to get out to flying starts with this team, and you're capable of getting out to flying starts. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, this wasn't a true dress rehearsal for this team as much as they try and claim it was. Because you don't have Okafor, and he seems like he's in line. He's making the roster. Let's not even pretend. He's making the roster, and on Monday we'll talk about the final roster spots if decisions aren't made for us, and then we don't have to kind of speculate, and we can just talk about the actual ones. Because there's two spots left with Okafor making the team. you got one for a guard that's probably between Jarrett Jack and Darius Morris, and then you've got the forward spot that's between the two Williamses, Kenrick and Troy, and Garland Green. And, you know, none of those guys really played last night because they were trying to run other guys out there, but... But it's going to be interesting what decision they make with that. And I don't think anything's set for this Pelicans team. So it means, unfortunately, that we're going to have to wait against uh, until opening night against the Rockets to really find out what the plan is for this season. But it's fun to speculate about what this team's going to do this coming year. And of course, in Monday's edition now of Locked on Pelicans, we are going to speculate away and continue to speculate until opening night, until they give us an idea of what actually is going to be happening. It's fun. Let's talk intelligently about basketball and see what we think might happen and then get proven wrong, of course, because that's how it's going to go. But I said that's on Monday's edition, which means... That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all next time.